listen to our weekly subscriber-only full-length episodes, make sure to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash datologypod and join my Substack at datologycoach.substack.com. We post two subscriber-only individual episodes each week, one on Substack, the other on Patreon. Happy listening. Uh, trying to find somebody that shares all your common interests, I would I would say start start going out with people that maybe don't have a college degree, maybe don't travel, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're Even not close to Just people who have different preferences. Like, just let's start there. there. <laughs> like, yes. Let's, right, like, let's, let's start there. <laughs> yes. No, no, here's the other part. Number, here's one of the, the first suggestions that they have. Embrace diversity. Uh-huh. Workplaces love to tout the benefits of diversity, and rightly so. Teams diverse in race, gender, worldview, and age performance better at age perform better at work, broaden one's per, another's perspectives, and generally make life more interesting. Mm-hmm. If you agree, then embrace more diversity in your personal life too. Look for people who think differently from you and be open to loving them as friends and maybe more. Not only does this expand your dating pool, it also makes life more fun. Why do I get the feeling this guy's a Republican? I mean, probably his name, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I think um, the yeah, there seems to be a quiet part that he's saying out loud. But I I do agree that um, a diversity of thought just definitely makes life more interesting. Like, Absolutely, a partner who doesn't merely just always agree with you, but can be supportive and also point out like, oh well, have you considered this? Is really yeah. valuable. That's how you grow. You grow yeah. through difference. I think. Yeah. So I would say, like, start taking this, start taking this, this advice and start, you don't have to make everything different. One or two things. Just give it a try. That's all we're saying. (laughs) Give it a go. Personality is number two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let humans make your matches. That's number three. Okay. Let humans make your matches. I don't know about that one. Now, I don't know about that one, but we were talking about this the other night when we were on the phone. And we were talking about how you know, you can swipe right on somebody and if they don't swipe right, you were saying, well, that means that they've rejected you. And I said, well, no, not necessarily because it's an algorithm that decides who sees who. Okay. And so I, I, I like this, let humans make your matches because he's saying, you know, find someone who knows you and knows, you know, like knows how to sell you in the right way, knows what you're looking for and can get you in front of those people because that these algorithms, we don't know if people are ever seeing your profile. If you, if you well, swipe true. right. I on. mean, I think humans uh, and blind dates or setups are a potential resource. I wouldn't cut out apps entirely. No, please. And no. stop ignoring anybody that tells you, get off the apps, get off the apps, stay on the apps Yeah, because they work. You and I are both evidence that they work. Mm-hmm. And you know, also, I just you, feel like most humans are kind of siloed and probably are having similarly um, homogenous experiences. Most mm-hmm. of the people they work with are probably kind of like them. Most of their friends are probably kind of like them. Right. That's the you other know. benefit of a dating app. You want to talk about encountering diversity. You have all these people in front of you that you would probably <laughs> never run into in That's your daily life. True. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what dating apps, that is the key to dating apps is that yeah. the amount of diversity that they provide. You, they'll meet, they'll introduce you to people and you'll be able to say, okay, now I want to do a search for someone who didn't go to college. I want to search for someone who maybe doesn't work out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to search for somebody who maybe doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. Start there. You don't yeah. have to go crazy. Just You're going to get hundreds of new matches each time. Right. Yeah. That's And then people are like, and I blew through all my matches in three days. Yeah, because you sat there and you swiped through 852 profiles of the same of, of the people that are just like you. Yeah. Now yeah. try something different. And can I also say, this is sure. why West Elm Caleb worked. <laughs> because all those women were interchangeable. They were! There was a literally the same messaging to all of them because they were all interchangeable. They were all interchangeable. Yeah. Because he was just, this is what he was looking for. And the, the same women, the same women, the same women. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yep. You know, it wasn't a coincidence that they all even, they looked the same. Most of them, yeah. Most of them. Most of them. They're mostly white. Not all of them were white. Okay. Sarah, you got a juicy letter for me? Oh, I really do. I'll link to this. I'll post a link to this, to this article in the, uh, in the show notes. Yeah, I I really do. Okay. Um, (laughs) Are you ready? I am. (laughs) Hi, I am an attractive 47-year-old divorced woman dating men in their 50s, and I'm wondering if my expectations are too high for a new relationship. My new man and I both have kids who are between the ages of 8 and 14 and who are involved in sports, and the busy season with games is right now. He lives 15 minutes away from me, and we are seven weeks in, so I want to see him twice a week at least, and we currently see each other about one or two times a week. We connect physically, and the sex gets better every time. We laugh, like the same music, talk about our interests. Texting is the primary means of communication, although I do pick up the phone a few times a week to call him. I will give him days and times that I am available to see him, but he doesn't consistently commit to a day when I send them. I feel like I'm pushing for a specific date. For Valentine's Day, I got a Snoopy hugging a heart text, and then late that (laughs) night... A text apologizing for doing nothing for Valentine's Day. I delivered a generic card to his house, which he sent me a photo of uh, after he put it on his mantle. He is six years out of his marriage, and funnily enough, he cooked for me the other day, and when I thanked him, he said, well, I was cooking for myself anyway. (laughs) What did we say? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So our letter writer here writes, LOL, which... I mean, I, I guess. Okay. Okay. Sure. Not funny, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> last night, my son broke his wrist and I told him through a text, uh, meaning the guy, told the guy through a text and received an, oh no, and 12 hours later, no check-in from him. So tell me, am I being naive with too many expectations too early on? No. No. <laughs> Y'all no. are in different relationships. Yeah, you're in two very different relationships. This is a guy who I don't think he's in any rush to jump back into a relationship. Mm-mm. But he's clearly enjoying whatever it is that you two have. Yep. Yep. And, but he's making- the, At his convenience. At his convenience and at the barest of bare minimum effort. Uh-huh. But also remember- Um. That how what did she say the age of the kids were? Thank you. (laughs) That is that is the meat of this letter. Okay, that is the meat of this letter. Both have kids ages eight to fourteen.